Hey, this is Dylan, and you're listening to Everybody Hurts, the podcast. Today's episode, Stories of the Tour. The 2017 Tour of Sufferlandria, our annual fundraiser for the Davis Finney Foundation, took place February 4th through 12th. This fifth edition of the tour was a huge success with over 5,300 athletes from 63 countries participating in nine grueling days of Sufferfest stages. And we raised an unprecedented $147,000 for the Davis Finney Foundation to help support their programs that benefit those affected by Parkinson's disease. A lot of really amazing stories came out of this year's tour, but we're going to focus on three in particular. First, we're going to talk to Ethan Perlin. He's an eight-year-old from Miami Beach, Florida, and he decided to take part in the tour because his grandfather suffers from Parkinson's and he wanted to do something to help him. Not only did Ethan complete the tour, but he became the most prolific fundraiser, single-handedly raising over $11,000. We're also going to talk to Carol Bassett, the one-armed bandit, Sufferlandrian who separated her shoulder shortly before the tour, but did not let that deter her. She posted videos of herself on the tour of Sufferlandria Facebook page, doing each stage with her arm in a sling, really inspirational, kept a lot of people going when the stages got very tough. Last, we're going to talk to Simon Andrew, Sufferlandrian, who's also an avid medieval reenactor. And as an additional challenge to the tour, he decided to do each stage dressed in full medieval plate armor. But first, let's talk to Ethan Perlin. Ethan Perlin and his dad, Chad, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. You're kind of a, a minor celebrity these days. <laughs> Are you having to get some, some dark glasses and maybe a scarf so the paparazzi don't follow you around, the photographers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as you all know, you were one of the, the stories that came out of the tour that was really, really inspiring. I think you're the youngest person ever to complete the tour of Sufferlandria. So you're what, like 18 now? And you also raised the most money of everyone else in the tour. I was just looking and it looks like at last count, uh, $12,276. Dollars. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So talk a little bit, um, Ethan, about uh, what kind of motivated you. What made you want to do the tour this year? Had you heard about it before? No, actually, yes. My dad told me because he was reading about it, and you know, you hear it, then you come in and you say, "What's this all about?" And he said, "Well, it's for Parkinson's," and then. Okay, then I just got myself into this thing, and then that's how I did it. And obviously, you have a, a personal connection to, to to Parkinson's. Is it your your grandpa that has it? Yeah. Yeah. And what was it like having your grandpa around and and kind of cheering you on uh, during during the tour? Uh, like in the big tour, the tour, like the guys are cheering you on from the sidelines. 
It kind of felt like that. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But you're obviously no stranger to riding your bike. You know, you've done some triathlons. You obviously, you, you have some, some gears. So why do you like riding riding your bike? Is that a big part of your, of your life? Yeah, and it's just something fun I like to do. And did you think that one stage was uh, harder than, than the other ones? Yeah, stage eight. <laughs> <laughs> Stage eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you, you had to uh, run away from Fluffy, the Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yeah. Yeah, for a while. That was that was pretty tough. Had you done much riding inside uh, on the trainer before that? Uh, yeah. I've been on the trainer since I broke my arm last year. Oh, wow. Mostly, so, actually. Yeah. So you are you now back out on the road? Yes. Yes, I know. Could you give some some advice to people out there who might be thinking about during doing the tour next year? Yeah, you should work harder than hard and you should, you know, like raise a lot of money and try to beat my record. And try to beat your record. I think uh, you might keep raising the bar. Uh, we, we hope that you're going to be participating next year. Yep, I'm going to try. And I have to say that I was pretty nervous about the last stage too until I saw your video and then I, and then I thought, okay, if Ethan's nervous but he's gonna do it, I can probably get through this. So I just wanted to, wanted to thank you for for giving some some inspiration. I had all sorts of surprises and that surprises and kind of motivated me. Kind yeah. Of- so what was your what was your favorite part about the tour? In like the middle stage eight, when there was like a little sports and some bikes came out and they started playing like a little soccer. Uh-huh. That was my favorite part. That was your favorite part. Yeah, cycle ball. The cycle ball, yeah. So what's next on on your uh, agenda? I heard that uh, talking to to Connie Carpenter Finney that you're going to get to go to the Victory Summit that they're having here in a couple weeks. It's actually going to be next week, and I get to meet Davis Finney and some other riders that got invited. That's pretty awesome. And what did your grandpa have to say uh, when he found out how much money you had raised and just all the support that you'd gotten from everyone in the in the community? He was like speechless because lots of people donated. Even my favorite restaurant did all got together and donated four hundred. He was like speechless because when you're speechless because your son does something amazing, like you're speechless and. It's a big deal because people like donated and yeah. Yeah, it it was a big deal, and I, and I think you showed more than anybody at, at this year's tour that it doesn't matter how big you are, or how small you are, or how fast you are, or how slow you are. It's just how how much you care about helping other people, and you you really showed people how important that was. Yeah. So thanks a lot. Welcome. Yeah. And uh, Chad, do you have anything to add in terms of the, the decision for, for Ethan to, to take this on? Did he have an understanding, do you think, of, of, of what this entailed? You know, at first, I don't think so. We were talking about it, and, and um, I said, you really want to do it? When he said, can I do it? And he said, yeah, I, I want to do it. And we actually made a little contract um, that he initialed each thing saying I'd come home and I would do my homework right away and I would eat and I would go to bed on time. Uh, because, you know, trying to tell this is two and a half hours. Some days you're going to be on the bike. This is a big deal. And so uh, we talked about it for a long time and he agreed to do it. And, you know, when it started, 
we had no idea this was going to be what it what it turned into, and yeah. and I had no idea if if he was going to do it. And after the first stage, I said to Brooke, who's my wife, I said, Brooke, he's his mom. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. And then from there, it was amazing to watch him. And and it was so cool seeing all the interaction from so many people around um, around the tour. Uh, people who interact with Ethan, Ethan with them, vice versa. And it was an amazing sense of community. And that was really, really cool. That's one of the cool things that, that David McQuillan has, has created is just the strong sense of community. And I think you really brought that out in people. You, you brought uh, a sense of, of energy and, and vitality and optimism to to the tour. And you just, you, you helped people push when it was really, really hard. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun because, you know, I'm a, I'm a surgeon by day, but for this week, I suddenly found myself as this blogger, uh, posting about Ethan, but it was so easy to do because the enthusiasm in the house was so genuine that it, it just was so easy to just share with everyone what was going on. And just thank you so much for everything that you've done for for your grandpa and for everyone else out there who's who's battling Parkinson's. You you really have just embodied that whole idea that that every victory counts, and uh, you made a big difference. So thank you. And uh, tell the Sufferfest guys that I say thank you for giving me, of course, a spot in the tour. I, cer- I certainly will. Ethan, Chad, thank you so much for your time. No, thanks for having us. It's really been an amazing, uh, an amazing experience. Thank you, guys. Yeah. If you spent any time on the Tour of Sufferlandria Facebook page during the tour, then you probably saw reference to the one-armed bandit. Carol Bassett, an active member of the Sufferlandrian community, suffered an injury before the tour, but wasn't going to let that get in the way of her completing the stages. So she posted videos of her doing the stages with her arm in a sling. I recently talked with Carol to find out a little bit about the backstory and how it was to do the entire tour with just one arm. So August 2nd, I was just out on my normal Tuesday night club ride and I was um, drafting a buddy of mine and he hit a rock and um, he went down and I rode right up over his bike. I actually landed on my face, but thankfully because of my helmet and my goggles, I wasn't really too injured. Um, I didn't even think too much about my shoulder until I got home that night. I couldn't lift my arms up. They went ahead and did an MRI and they said that the labrum, which is the um, ring of cartilage that sits around the joint, was torn about halfway around. And the only way to really fix that is with surgery. So then I had surgery December 30th. Um, then I was sling bound. And about two weeks post-op, the doctor told me that I could ride on the stationary trainer with the sling. But something was better than nothing. Um, and I really hadn't done much training hardly at all during that injury time. So I'd really been off the bike for a little over five months, pretty much. So, and had you done the tour suffer Langer before or was this your first time? This was my fourth year. I actually started about four years ago with the suffer fest and my first tour was 2014. And then I wrote the 2015 tour last year. I started the tour. Um, and then I actually got called into jury duty in federal court. <laughs> So uh, unfortunately, I did not I wasn't able to finish that because um, the court here is over an hour away from my house. And they wouldn't let you bring the trainer. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think they're just staffed by Couch Landrians. I know they have benches, you know, people just laying around. And especially the judge. I mean, he just sits around all day. Sits around in a robe. Yeah, that's Couch Landrian behavior for sure. So you weren't going to miss the tour. What challenges did it present <laughs> for you to ride the entire thing uh, one-armed? Because I imagine you hadn't done much one-armed riding before. <laughs> 
time before now. I really, I really had not. My first post-op ride was January 12th, which I just did at about 50% of my FTP to sort of figure out what exactly one arm riding was about it involved a lot of being upright which presents its own set of challenges to your legs and to your backside um and then even the one arm it's like um i I, it's funny because i did videotape myself during the different stages and at the end i sort of did a um I combined all the videos and sort of just did a mashup and I watched my form just deteriorate over those nine days just from, you know, fatigue and using the muscles the way I just I hadn't been used to it, like putting all my weight onto one arm. And like even I did some standing climbs just to try to, you know, get some sort of relief from my backside. But it was rough. Yeah, I remember that one video of you. I think it was during uh, the Omnium where, you know, you're having to spin 130 RPMs with, yep. with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard. That was, that was so a lot hard. of suffering. It doesn't matter what percentage uh, I was riding of my FTP. It was 100% suffering. So in terms of how it stacked up to the other tours, how would you rate this one? Um, It was just it was really just a different sort of challenge because the previous years, you know, I'd been able to train going into it. So while it was physically challenging, um, you know, this was really different in that, you know, I was really coming back from pretty much nothing in the way in terms of fitness, but it was, you know, it was really motivating to be able to interact with everybody online. And, you know, I watched their Facebook live videos and different pictures that they uploaded. And so, you know, it was really motivating and it was really a good jumpstart back into, you know, getting back into fitness and trying to get my um, FTP levels back up and all that. Are there some videos that are easier than others to do? One hand, I imagine the high cadence stuff are, are particularly challenging. Anything with a lot of standing, though I yeah. do actually do fairly well. I'm naturally a grinder anyway, so those aren't so hard. But yeah, the high cadence ones are just, they kill me. So no Mike Cotty two and a half hours out of the saddle for you? Uh, not with one arm. <laughs> so for people who might not have taken part in the tour this year, but are thinking about doing it next year, do you have any words of wisdom for them having done it with one arm? You know, that it just shows that anybody can do it, no matter what your fitness level is, no matter, you know, what your limitations are, there's a way to figure out how to do it. And that you know, suffering and just getting in there every day is really all that's required. Everything else is optional. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, Carol, thank you so much uh, for your time. What else do you uh, have planned? Are you going to do a one-armed knighthood? Uh, well, I do really want to do knighthood. I had actually had some dates planned, but my injury got in the way of that. Um, I'm going to be doing knighthood, but not till I'm cleared and doubtful that it will be one-armed. <laughs> well, we will be uh, cheering you on uh, via Facebook and, and the community can't can't wait to welcome you into the castle all right thank you so much our last story from the 2017 tour of sufferlandria comes from simon andrew who did the entire tour in full medieval plate armor i asked simon why exactly he had to make the tour that much harder i i think it's good motivation for me because i do a lot of medieval reenactment so um once I've, once I've got the armor on, there's no quitting. <laughs> the, the switch is turned on and you're in full battle mode. At one point, I, you were having to, to hold your armor together with uh, zip ties and gaffer tape and the like. Was it just falling apart under the weight of your, your crushing power? Normally, when you wear armor, it's, tie, it's tied on to clothing underneath. A padded jacket that's about the same sort of thickness as a duvet. Mm -hmm. And trying to, <laughs> trying to ride with that on underneath, I don't think that would be possible. Not so, 
performance cycling apparel. No. <laughs> no, so I had um, kind of a waistcoat thing with some attachments to tie it all on. Because if you don't tie it on, it all falls off. Now, were there so, particular challenges associated with uh, with riding in armor? I would imagine uh, freedom of movement might have been an issue. I did it. I did a sportive about ooh, seven or eight years ago in armor. The biggest thing is not so, not so much the legs. You'd expect it to be the legs, but it's actually the upper body's harder work in a way. <laughs> the arms and keeping all of the armor up on the upper body in place and hanging it, you get sore wrists and sore, sore shoulders. And, and you started also, if, if I recall, you were uh, kind of dedicating each stage to a different battle in the, the Hundred Years' War. Is that correct? I've, I've been a big fan of the Hundred Years' War for a long time, and I tried a little bit where possible to take the feeling of what the stage was giving and somehow make a link towards the battle. The first one was the Battle of Morlaix, which was the first, <laughs> the first use of... Uh, the tactical withdrawal in medieval warfare. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think the question probably on, on most people's minds is, uh, is there a knighthood uh, quest in your future? And if so, will you be doing it in, in armor as well? I think uh, 10 plus hours on the turbo trainer in armor might be asking a bit much. I mean, I had I had thought about doing it in armor and I'm, I'm you know, it's it, it would take a little bit of planning because I think 10 hours with the upper body armor on is bloody painful, to be honest. But, yeah. Well, I know you inspired a lot of people. You brought a festive and historically accurate element to the tour that we hadn't seen before. And we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk to us today. Okay, great. Thanks. This has been Everybody Hurts the Podcast, coming to you from the Nine Hammers Tavern in beautiful Agonia, Sufferlandria. Today's episode brought to you by Sufferlandrian Speed Demon Delivery Service, when it absolutely, positively has to be delivered by hamster. Until next time, have I suffered today? <laughs> yes, more than you. <laughs> <laughs>